The following show contains views and opinions that may not be suitable for all audiences. Audience discretion is advised. Howdy, 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 everybody, and welcome to Thespian Talk. I am your host, Gomer the Ranting Thespian, and with me this week is the cat. Hello, hello, everyone. <laughs> Sorry, there was like a delay. There was a delay. I heard like a little delay, and I was like, uh, I'm not sure if I just, like, my thing just dropped and you continue talking or what just happened. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, I think even the lo- even the internet here is like, wait, you're doing this more often now? What? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but but from what I understand, y'all out there have been going through this, like some hellaciously cold weather too. Oh my God, yeah, it's it's like warm today because it's thirty degrees. Um, so we we got to like what it was, but we had had like a couple of weeks of like really mild weather, and it got up into like the sixties mm-hmm. for a couple of days, and I was like, cool, it's sixty in January. We're good. We're solid. We're set. We're not gonna get any more. And then like like a day later, we got like a foot of snow. Yeah. So <laughs> like I had convinced myself that winter was over, and that was a very stupid thing to do because it has been super cold. It's snowed a bunch of times, which we normally don't get a lot of snow here. We get just nothing but ice. We get like sleet and then everything ices and that's, and then we have like 500 accidents. That's that's what our weather is like here in our part of the Midwest. Yeah. Um, but we got dumped on with like, I think I got about five or six inches of snow. My parents got nine inches of snow and my uncle got a foot of snow. And, uh, and that was, and then like literally a week later it snowed again. And, um, and, and now it's in, we've got like that, um, Arctic blast or whatever they call it, Mm -hmm. where it's been like, uh, like single digit temperatures. My, the arthritis in my foot is just catastrophically bad. Like right now it's just so awful. I hate this weather. I wanted to warm up. I can't wait for the spring. (laughs) (sighs) Uh, yeah, Uh, I, I, I think. Depending on when that actually hit, that might be my fault going through St. Louis and then afterwards, because <laughs> it was it, I was I was in some of that nicer weather when I was on my way home from Kansas, so yeah, which really kind of pissed me off because it's like the the wreck happened, and then like a couple of days later, as I was waiting waiting around to hear back on what what was going to happen next, um, the weather warmed up a little bit. I mean, there was still, like, snow on the ground, but I could walk around outside without feeling like I was freezing my, my nipples off, so. Uh, so, mm. that was, that was, that was a hell of a thing. Uh, but yeah, I've also heard that, uh, I think it's, like, Minnesota and points north of there are getting, like, uh, I want to say, like, between 30 and 40 below zero, uh, I want to say with wind chill in the next week. Ooh, I believe it. Yeah, it's like, oh, God. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I've been up in Minnesota when it's gotten really cold before, you know, down to the negatives, but never that cold as far as I know. Um, maybe in Wyoming, because I, I saw Facebook like, hey, remember this post? And I'm sitting here saying, and it was something I was complaining about, like being like negative double digits or something, but nothing like 30 or 40. It was like maybe 10 or 20. So I'm like, I've apparently experienced it before. I just don't want to experience it again. <laughs> Our, um, at least for us in St. Louis, our high on Wednesday is going to be seven degrees. Oof. 
Um, and the, the low is going to be one, which means that with the 14 mile an hour winds that we're going to have, it's probably going to feel like in the negatives. Yeah. I, I just need this to be over. Yeah. So badly. Yeah. I don't mind the cold. I just don't want it to be that cold. <laughs> I, I, I mind the cold so much. Um, specifically because one, we have nothing but ice and sleep here. Um, so it makes the roads untreatable when it gets that cold. Yeah. Uh, but also because I have fucking arthritis and it hurts so much. Even if I'm inside and I'm warm, like it's something about the air pressure and everything when it's this yeah. cold outside. Just I just have not been in. I've like I haven't been in this much arthritic pain in like a year, and it's Oof. just I hate it so much. Uh, yeah, and my mother is complaining that it's kind of cool here. Ugh. Yeah. There was a, like a little thing going around on the internet that was like some forecast from Florida where it was like a weather forecaster uh, t telling people what to do when it gets cold and you know like dress in layers and it was like high of 53 and we're all like what the fuck? 53 is not layer weather. Maybe a jacket weather, sure. But... Well that was the high but I didn't see what the low was but it was like dress in layers, limit outdoor t activity time and we're like go fuck yourself. Yeah, like like oh, I'd really? be running if it was fifty three. Yeah, I I run around in shorts in fifty three weather. All right, seriously. I I I would be wearing flip flops. I'd go out and fucking find some flip flops to wear because mine are all packed away for the winter, and it would be great. Yeah, I would too. Except my flip flops are not only still with the rest of the stuff that needs to be sent to me. Um, they also have holes in the bottom of them because I've worn them that much. <laughs> it's like, ugh. Yeah, but. Oh, God. So, yeah. And other things that are going on. Oh, God. Uh, besides, besides the cold, uh, as of this recording, I believe the government the government shutdown is finally over, at least for a little while. Because, uh, you know, because we all know what happened. You know, Trump wanted the wall. They had the thing to send through. And Trump said, no, we want a wall. And McC Mitch McConnell kept on just blocking anything they try to do in the Senate because well, I guess he's too busy sucking Trump's metaphorical dick. Um, you know, that sort of thing. So between Trump and McConnell, government stayed shut down for a few weeks and then they, then, uh, um, oh God, what the fuck is her name? Uh, Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, uh, basically, basically got him to back down. At least she's getting, she's getting the credit for it. Um, but, but I believe it, but I believe the credit is very well due. So, so yeah, government's open, back open. Everybody's going to get their paychecks and all of that. And if, and Trump is already threatening, well, if we don't have a good deal on the wall or whatever, I don't, I don't think he said those words, the wall, but I know that's what he means. Then he, you know, then it can shut down again in three weeks or he might use his emergency powers, you know, because he's an asshole. Uh, yeah, just uh, uh, for one, for right now, I'm just glad everybody who deserves to get paid, which is all of the workers who were furloughed or having to work without wages, which, by the way, if you're coerced into working without wages for things like the government or things like that there, there's a word for that. And that was supposed to have been outlawed, you know, back back in the 1800s. <clears throat> just saying. Ah. Uh. So how, how do you feel about all the, the government stuff coming back up, Kat? Well, I'm really glad my dad actually was employed this time around because um, 
the last couple of uh, government shutdowns have been around times where my dad is like a private government contractor kind of buy thing. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, he has been out of work for several of the shutdowns. So I was really excited that, uh, you know, my parents wouldn't have to literally drop every plan that they ever had uh, made in in order to save money because of the government shutdown. Um, Especially right now, because my brother is getting ready to ship out to Kuwait and they're actually out of town right now visiting him for family day right before he ships out. And I feel like if this government shutdown thing had affected my family personally, we wouldn't have done that. And then we would have sent my brother off to Kuwait with, you know, like, without having seen him one last time, you know, like, so I was kind of like freaking out for a little while. Uh, But uh, it turned out okay for us personally. But um, this whole thing has just been immensely frustrating. uh, Because you know that this is all about the wall. Mm-hmm. And the idea that Trump is trying to push that there is a, quote, humanitarian crisis at our southern border um, is just absolutely unfounded in any kind of logic or evidence or reason at all. And it's 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 just so frustrating that even my, you know, less liberal co-workers are all just just like, fuck that guy. Yeah, um, because it's so apparent, you know who's at fault here it's not one of those things where it's like well the democrats are bad too well i mean yeah a lot of democrats are shitty but this is a case where literally human lives um uh, like people's employment people's livelihoods are at risk for one man's um pet uh, project that he just wants to be able to slap his name on and say that was mine and it's it's like it's not even a thing that's going to help people. It's just a monument in his name. That's all he wants. Yeah. He just wants to be able to slap his name on something like Obamacare, you know, something that did immense good for a lot of people. I, I have friends whose lives were saved with Obamacare. Mm-hmm. Um, so whether you like it or not, you can't deny that it's done good. And Trump wants to be able to, you know, put his name on something that's going to last and that's all he cares about. He does not care about people. He does not care about our country in any way, shape, or form. The only thing he cares about is putting his name on something that cannot go away. Yeah. That's going to last forever and be a monument in his name. And it's it's very upsetting that people have gone hungry. Um, that people have had to wait in bread lines. That people have gone unpaid for their work. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that this much that it took this long for them to get their shit figured out over his fucking ego. And um, a lot of people are saying, good job, Nancy Pelosi, but we didn't really see too much happening until LaGuardia shut down. That's one of the things I, I, I was reading about was people saying, don't thank Nancy Pelosi. She didn't do anything. The people did this. And I don't, it's probably a little column A, a little column B. Maybe it all lined up at the exact same time. But I think the idea of all of those flights getting canceled at LaGuardia was like such a push because it's like the one thing you can't have is a, uh, is a strike at an airport because mm-hmm. it will just shut down all other airports. It fucks up everything in the country when an air, when, you know, like people at an airport strike. 
Um, so if you shut down one airport, you shut down travel in the country, especially at some place like LaGuardia. Mm -hmm. So I thought that that was an immensely powerful move on behalf of the workers and that they did the right thing. And, and I can't say for sure if the, those were the actual results or the timing just lined up, but I thought that that was really brilliant um, in, in pushing towards the right end. We don't know what Trump's actual deal is. I don't think they've announced a whole lot of details about it yet. That And it's not like, a okay, we've reopened the government. It's like a three-week stay, basically. Mm -hmm. And with, during these three weeks, he's right back to threatening, like I said, threatening the shutdown, threatening emergency powers. And it's like, he, he, he could just, you know, fuck him. Just, just fuck him. The and thing it's, is, it's, yeah, Congress, from what I understand has the power to override any veto he tries to put on any of these deals. They they have the votes for it, or at least they have had it at one point, if the Republicans would actually stand up to him and not fawn all over him. But, but you know, I don't know if that's going to be the same the next go-around or whatever, but, you know, y'all have the power to tell him no, and he needs to be told no, repeatedly. Until we are all blue in the face and he gets it through his thick fucking skull. I suspect that in, in the three weeks time that they will not come to a conclusion and that we will have to shut down the government again, but it won't last as long. Yeah. That would be my guess. That's what I, I would put like five bucks on it. Yeah. In three weeks, they won't come up with a better plan that we'll just be back at square one. Yeah. I'll, I, you know, in terms of the government shutting down, I'm hoping that – I think I saw something on, on social media saying that somebody was trying to float a bill or something to prevent shutdowns in the future, which I'm, I'm all for that, sure, because why, why should why should government workers have to suffer because the leaders of this country that we put up there can't agree on something? So it's like, you know, let the people keep working. If they're at a standstill or whatever, then they – then you know they just make sure it's funded, no matter what else, no matter what else is going on, and be done with it. I don't know how feasible that is, but it, it's it's at it's very least at the very least it's a good goal to have, in my opinion. Yeah, I honest to God think it should be the complete opposite, where if they can't pass a budget, that they should not get paid, and the government should continue operating. Mm-hmm. And they don't get paid until they come up with a fucking solution. Because I bet you anything, they would have a solution within a fucking day if they were told that they weren't allowed to get paid. Because I believe, if I'm not mistaken, they all got paid during this government shutdown. Yep. And Every most of them time. are beyond wealthy. They do not have a problem making ends meet. Um, they don't understand, you know, the, the everyday person who... Um, who is living paycheck to paycheck, who can't save, who has a shitty government job. They probably can't even fathom that there are shitty government jobs because their job, government job pays them so well. Mm -hmm. But, you know, um, you know, ah, God, what did I see? There was a, a woman who was a guard at the Smithsonian mm -hmm. was, I think, lining up at McConnell's office with all of her, her bills in hand. Um, in tears because she couldn't pay these bills like she couldn't pay her rent bill and she was like wanting to demand like if if um you need to reopen the government because i need to work because i need to pay this bill 
And it's so ridiculous that, you know, as per fucking usual, when the government is inept, the people who get hurt the worst are, you know, like the working poor. Yeah. God, fucking damn it. And And, oh, God, there was a that was another thing I was thinking of about it, but it kind of escaped me, but it'll probably come back later. Uh, but, but we'll... And also the, the, Repo- the Republican reaction to people talking about, hey, we need this government to run because I can't pay my bills, and the absolute absurdity of these wealthy Republicans saying, well, why don't you just take out a loan, or, or you know, why haven't you saved up money, and they just have no understanding of of what real people are like. They're so used to surrounding themselves with people like them that the idea that life is unfair economically, like it doesn't even compute with them. Yeah, and, and their solutions are not solutions. Yeah. They, they are incapable of coming up with real solutions because they are so, um, what's the, the word I'm thinking of? They're so <sighs> disconnected. Yeah. And and actually, you actually reminded me that was the exact same point that escaped my head. I think you stole it. <laughs> I did. I siphoned it. It's I can't have original thoughts. All I do is steal other people's. <laughs> oh, but but yeah. Oh God, that was yeah. Like that was the one. Oh, I forget his name. But he he was he was on TV saying I don't understand why they have to go to a food bank. Like really, you don't understand that? And of course, there's also Trump himself saying that, well, grocery stores will just give it to you on credit. You know, they'll, they'll just do that. I bet you money. I could walk down, well, okay, drive down to the Piggly Wiggly here in town, walk inside, talk to the manager, and ask them, hey, if I come in here and I am dirt poor and I don't have the means to pay for food and I am extremely hungry to the point of near starvation, would you charge me for food? The most... Okay, given that this is a small town, they probably wouldn't, but in a larger city, probably, they probably would still have to charge. Walmart would most likely still charge, because they don't give a shit, and then by they, I mean the higher-ups. I mean, I know, like, the, the lower people would definitely care. The higher-ups, all they care about is their money. But, e- even even without the extreme scenario that I, that I put out there, just people who are out of food, they're not necessarily starving yet but they just need food, odds are they would still be charged for it. Because grocery stores, even even the Piggly Wiggly here in town, they're not going to give it away for free. Most of the time. Unless it is an absolute super dire need, that person is going to die on our doorstep. And even yeah, then, and it depends. In a capitalistic society that our government embraces and loves and promotes so well, you would think they of all people would be understanding of the idea that businesses have to make money and they don't make money generally speaking by just giving stuff away so you know there are a lot of great companies and businesses out there who are helping Mm -hmm. further furloughed uh, um, government employees and and they're doing their best to support people there's i've seen um you know places giving away free gas free meals stuff like that um but no company should have to do that. You shouldn't have to do that. We it's it's sort of like when somebody does a fucking GoFundMe to pay for their their medical bills. Mm-hmm. We should not live in a country that you that that's what you have to do. Like yeah. your government is not providing, you know, a place where you can succeed and thrive, then the government is bad. 
I'm yeah. sorry, it's just bad. I agree. And it it should it should be changed. You know, and, and, and we're starting to with, with people like Alexandria Ocasio Cortez getting in there. We need more people AOC. like her in there. AOC. AOC. Yes. I love her so much. She has no chill. I know, right? And she's 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 the the government official for our generation mm-hmm. um and the generations to come she's just she's us yes yes uh maybe it w- makes me wish i lived in her district but i probably could not survive in her district financially i i, I honestly couldn't afford to live in her district exactly see <laughs> Oh, and and speaking of which, I don't remember if it happened between these two shows or if it happened already, but you know the the big uh, uh, H Bomber guy live stream that happened. Oh yeah, 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 I saw her. She she called in on it. Yeah, she called in on it. I know Jim Sterling called in. Grant Kirkhope, I think that's how you pronounce his last name. The the guy behind like Banjo Kazooie, guy who helped make uh, Donkey Kong sixty four, which H Bomber guy was playing. He raised so much money for for trans rights and, and for, I think it's mermaids, the trans organization that fights for trans rights. And it was just amazing. And it was all to just spite this one fucking transphobe. Cause, or, or, or I say it's all to spite it, but obviously, you know, the, the effects are very far reaching, very positive effects are far reaching. And that is just fucking awesome. I was going to uh, say, if it was all to spite one person, then I aspire to that level of petty. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, even if it was just a spite, that's pretty, you know, it's that's it's spite amazing. for a good cause. Yeah. Uh, but one person I'm very glad did not show up there is somebody else who's been, uh, he's been, the, I, I say he, he's been trending more on social media lately. I, I think I mentioned him a little bit last week, but it's still going on. And I know Kat and I have talked about him at least once before. So you've, you've, so we're both we're both friends with uh, Mars Girl, and so you've Kat, you've likely seen the Kick Vic hashtag going around. Yes, yes, I have a lot of thoughts on Vic, and I haven't made them very public, um, yeah. be- because I'm a con staffer, mm-hmm. and I have worked with Vic before, so I kind of feel like I have a different perspective on things than other people. Yeah. Um and and also I have like a not a reputation, but I really don't necessarily want all of my thoughts um in print on the social medias, but I'd be happy to share my thoughts with our listeners. Yeah, yeah by all means if you want. Um so I've worked with Vic. I was his handler at a at a convention. Um and I did not see anything that weekend that um, people normally talk about Vic. Um, and, and honestly, a lot of it had to do with the fact that he was dating a super hot redhead at the time. Oh. Um, and, and so my thoughts were, oh, yeah, yeah. You don't misbehave when you're dating a redhead. That's just not a thing you should do. Um, but uh, I, I think... If I had to estimate based on the things I've heard from other con staffers and fans and stuff is that he used to display a pattern of behavior that um, was really inappropriate. Yeah. I don't think he does it anymore, but he does. He is a very religious dude. Mm -hmm. He's very preachy about it. 
So I can't speak to, you know, homophobic remarks or anything like that. Um, I don't think in recent years he's said or done anything for the fans that I've heard a lot about, like, firsthand that was purposefully offensive. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there's a lot of assumptions about him because he is very religious. Um, But that being said... Um, back in the day when he first started getting really popular, when Full Metal Alchemist first came out and the Risen Bull Rangers were still like actually a thing whose opinion literally anyone cared about. Um, I have one of my very good friends was a Risen Bull Ranger at the time. And uh, she has told me that she got invited back to his room to drink when she deliberately said that she was underaged yeah you know and 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 she was again part of that circle and she's told me all kinds of stories about things that were said and and um done and the ideas that he's given people and it's all a little bit you know like sketchy and i'm sure that like records still exist of some of this stuff Mm -hmm. because it's the internet nothing ever really goes away but i don't think he's like that anymore um mostly because I think he has been in a committed relationship for quite some time. I'm not really sure how much, but um, I I don't know. I like from, uh, from a convention staffer standpoint, he is not the most, he's not the easiest person to work with. Um, I've heard stories from people who I know and trust um, who are convention runners who have said that he has been uh, hostile towards them in his, you know, because he a lot of times doesn't get asked back a second time to a convention, um, which is a lot of what you need to know about what it's like dealing with him at a con. And um, I have heard people say that, you know, he's backed them up into a wall, you know, mm-hmm. um, and said, you know, like, why haven't you invited me back? Blah, blah, blah. Um, stuff like that. He he was very difficult to work with when I did work with him, but not like entirely unpleasant. Right. It was like I never felt in danger, or I never got like a skeevy vibe vibe off of him. Um, but he was just very high maintenance. He was kind of a diva. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was my personal experience with him. I I I don't want to like start talking publicly about this sort of thing. I don't mind if you listeners here because I've ranted about him before. Um, but I don't want to like put a statement or anything about my feelings about it because I do work for a guest relations department for a convention. And um, while it's unlikely that we would book Vic, um, I don't want to have a reputation as somebody who trashes guests um, and actors and shit online. Yeah. But that's been, uh, my my thoughts on it is there's a lot of validity in what people are saying. I know that um, he says what he says and the people say what um, they say. And there is this possibility that he just never took it in the way that people interpreted it. I don't really think that's true. Um, but there is a possibility that he was saying things and doing things without any maliciousness. And he was just extremely stupid about it and uh, didn't really know how people would take it. Um, You know, it's, it's sort of like Michael Jackson. Yeah. um, And and then the Neverland ranch and having children over to hang out and stuff. And 
and you like raise an eyebrow and we'll never really know. We can only kind of guess. Mm-hmm. And people will say what they say. Um, and you're, you're just like, you never really know if, if, if Vic's intentions were malicious or whatever, or if he was completely oblivious to how people would interpret his actions. And he genuinely wanted to hang out with 16 year olds and just talk. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Um, th- there is a, there is a thing uh, that I keep wanting to, the, the, the group, the, 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 uh, the risible Rangers. Yes. Thank you. The risible Rangers. I know they have their own private. Di- they, I say private discord. Uh, they have their own discord and it's come to light that for all, for all, how, all, how it at least looks, it, it looks for all the world. Like Vic is sicking his fans on people who speak out about him. Against... I, I would really believe that. Yeah. So, that that's kind of a sign to me that's like, ooh, you know, he he seems very overly defensive when people bring up things like that. Um, in fact, even his his big apology post, uh, I'm pretty sure you've seen that. Yes, I yeah. did see that. It, it, it we we compared it. Uh, my my friends and I, we've seen it, we've read it, and we kind of compared it to a Channel Awesome apology. Oh yeah, so did I. Yeah. <laughs> See, we are not alone on that one. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, because, 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 you know, I, I've done, I've done boneheaded things in my time too. You know, I've, I've put my, ended up in situations that really did not look good from the outside. And, 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 and I admit this, you know, I, I'm this just, you know, my past, that's what I've done. I'm, I'm not here to, uh, condone it definitely not condone it condemn it yeah um but i really should have known better but at the same time i was also in my early 20s again still should have known better but but i think some of the allegations coming out out for vic he was older than that with with some of these allegations if i understand it correctly um and the dude is now i believe nearly 60 years old and this stuff yeah i think he's in his 50s yeah so so he definitely should have known better in a lot of these different situations. Uh, the fact that he doesn't and he's so defensive about it means that, that, that at least to me, that gives off predatory vibes. Uh, so it's like, and not to mention everybody who's coming out and saying, yeah, he did this and he did this and pulled that and all of that. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, see, I'm, I'm, I'm so hesitant because I'm like very much a proponent of believe her you know like if a woman says this happened my first instinct is to believe but i also have been going to conventions for more than half of my life now and i know that conventions are a hotbed of drama oh yeah and there's there's a lot of shit that people will say about another person Mm -hmm. um to stir the pot and i'm i'm not saying that i think any one of those those people coming out is lying I just, I have seen people say shit before along these lines in order to get other people in trouble. And and I'm like, yikes, yikes, yikes. I don't know where to stand on this because I, I do want to believe all these people who say they're victims. Right. Um, and, and there's, obviously there's been a lot of passage of time mm-hmm. since a lot of um, this behavior has, has because um, again, I, I haven't heard stories that are recent um, right. of, of, you know, any sort of, 
skeezy stuff. I mean, he's kind of been an asshole for a long time. Yeah. Um, and that probably hasn't changed too much for people. Mm-hmm. But to the skeezy stuff, I haven't heard anything in, in quite a gap of time. And I could be wrong there. That's just what I've heard personally from from other con staffers and fans and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and also bear in mind that my convention has never booked him. Right. Uh, and so if I'm hearing stuff from fans, it's either at another convention that I've worked that has had him or um, people in, in my community who have gone to other conventions. So we haven't had him. So it's not like everybody's going, oh, yeah, we've all met him. It's like a handful of people who have seen him here and there. Yeah. Um, but I, I honestly think that he is, if I had to, to guess just based on the time that I've known him, um, which was not for a very long time, mm-hmm. uh, and, and the behaviors that I've witnessed and heard about, I, I really think that, um, that he did some shady stuff in the past, but that was a while ago and, um, that he's really probably very embarrassed about it. Mm-hmm. and is trying to um, hide it as much as possible. Mm-hmm. I think, because I think, I don't think he was always this religious. And I don't know if he had a turning point or what, but I think he became more religious over the years and um, stopped a lot of his old behaviors. And I think he's very embarrassed about it and probably trying to cover it up or hide it. Um and to, you know, if not flat out deny it, but at least not to have to deal with the consequences of it right now. I don't know if he's already just made peace with the things that he's done in the past and just doesn't want it to come up again or or what. Um, and again, I could be wrong about the timelines of some of the stuff, but um, yeah. But it was quite a while ago that Full Metal Alchemist first came out and the Risen Bull Rangers... Uh, became a thing um, but they they are a very dedicated group to the point of kind of sort of being a little bit cultish yeah that's um, because because and i say this because my friend <laughs> my friend was a risen bull ranger and kind of got burned by them because she had brought up something that vic had done that was a little and they fucking roasted her live hmm. and um and so they're very defensive. They don't need Vic to egg them on. Yeah. Um, they will do it on their own. They will act out on their own. But it has been a long time since they've been relevant. Yeah. Um, so I don't think they have as many followers as to, but um, they are very, very protective. Yeah. And, and, and very name, definitely very name Kali. I know, uh, I know. Becky has been getting, you know, you know, uh, retweeting and reblogging like the Kick Vic stuff, because um, she, like, like, like some other people, she is not a big fan of Vic Mignogna because of the stuff he's pulled, and the fact that he's still getting work and that really he had to pay for it. I, I think that's where at least some of the the vitriol, current vitriol against him right now is, is that he's still getting all of this great work and everything. Uh, I think he recently is on uh, uh, the newest dub of Dragon Ball dub. I know he is on uh, season three of the JoJo Bizarre's Adventure uh, run, uh, which covers part four. And we even have an in-joke that the character he Yeah, yeah but does... I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, he mm-hmm. doesn't get as much work as he used to. He's... Okay. Yeah. 
from the impression I've gotten from him, from uh, actors and directors that I've talked with, is he doesn't get as much work as he used to. Mm-hmm. And so when he's super, super, super nice, God, this is way too much insight, but he's really, really nice to directors. Hmm. Like he kisses a little bit of ass to directors um, because it's a little bit harder for him to get work now. So you see his name out there and, you know, because he's Broly, he's been Broly, you know, for a long time now. That's why he's in that fucking film. Yeah. Um, but he he isn't getting as much work as he used to. And he, if you see him interact with other actors, mm-hmm. especially in like group panels and stuff, he knows maybe just subconsciously, maybe consciously that he isn't hot shit anymore. Yeah. You know? So he in like panels and stuff has been known to subvert the panel to make it more about himself because there's all these younger actors who are more relevant, more popular and honestly better looking. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you could tell by the everything about Vic, but he has had work done. Um, I did not like, know this. <laughs> oh no, I definitely knew this. And, and it's like, there was like a photo going around of, Look at all this photoshopping, and I'm like, that's not just photoshopping. He has had a little bit, a little, a little tuck here and there on his face. Um, he definitely has this, um, uh, like a little bit of a Peter Pan syndrome almost, where he wants to be young and hip and and relevant, and he's just not anymore. And so, um, there's a lot of people who don't like working with him because he is a little bit, maybe subconsciously, but he tries to undermine those, uh, those younger actors and stuff who are more popular than him. Hmm. Yeah. Just, these, oh. these are just things I've noticed. Things people right. have told me. There's, there's definitely like videos online where you watch like somebody recorded a panel at an anime con and it'll be like Todd Habercorn or Tatum or, or one of those guys talking and Vic will interrupt and try to make the whole topic about himself. Because, uh, you know, I, I, yeah. Selfish narcissist motherfucker. Yeah. Narcissistic. And, you know, Vic didn't do a lot um, and became very well known very quickly. So he was like the star. He was the hottest shit for a couple of years because he was getting all these great roles and he was Edward Elric. And, um, like he, and, and then, you know, and then, you know, he stayed relevant for quite some time, but eventually as these other actors have come in and, you know, he's just not as, as, uh, nobody's really starstruck by him anymore, except for, you know, his really diehard fans. And, and I think he's one of those guys who got like famous too fast and, and doesn't know how to deal with not being the most important person in a room. Yeah. Uh, he, so basically somebody who, if he hasn't already, needs to be knocked down, metaphorically speaking, a few pegs. Uh, and, and, and when he is, and probably is going through that, isn't taking it well. Yeah. Mm. So it's, 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 it's a really messy situation. My feelings on it are very, very mixed. Yeah. Um, I've been in the in the the anime fandom for a long time now, mm-hmm. and it's really weird to see this public of a calling out of yeah. somebody who has been notoriously toxic for the fandom. 
Yeah. Um, and I don't, again, I'm like, I'm wishy-washy on where I stand. And I know, like, people would probably like it if I took a harder stand on these things. But I'm trying not to burn bridges. Yeah. Which, you know, you sometimes if you've got to do that, you got to do that. Is you know, yeah. Which, it's, it's, you know, my view on that particular part, though, is like, it's sad that, yeah, that it's sad that anybody really has to balance, you know, between all of that as well. It should be just, this guy is toxic. Call him out. You know, reduce or get rid of him from the community at large, and everybody goes on with their day. But the sad fact is, if you do that, the wrong people, you know, like, you know, like, like, you know, like you say, like, you know, like you take a hard stance and you burn the wrong bridges, and then suddenly you're not working conventions anymore, or they're not wanting to work with you, or what have you. You know, all the yeah. you know, ripple effect. You know, it, it sucks that it's there. Yeah, it's it is an interesting thing because even like actors and stuff are afraid of calling out conventions when conventions do shitty things because yeah. they don't want to burn bridges. They don't want to get a reputation as being somebody who incites drama and that sort of thing. So, yeah. um, like a lot of stupid, terrible shit goes on at conventions that you would never know about because everybody involved is trying to keep it quiet for their own reputation. Yeah, there's so much more drama in convention than you will ever know unless you work them. Yeah, I believe it. Ugh, uh, con drama. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but all right, we we've spent most of the show talking about this. Yeah, stuff. sorry, I have a lot of thoughts and feelings. Oh no, it's okay. Yeah, that that's perfectly <laughs> fine. Um, well, might just end up running a little long because there are a few news stories I really, really, really want to get out there. Uh, okay, let's this, let's this... talk about literally anything other than two. Yeah, so so but before we do that, I'm I'm one hundred percent sure Cat doesn't have a shout out. Oh God, do I have a shout out? Um, you know what? I uh, I will shout out. Um, I've had a really really shitty week this week. Mm -hmm. Um, Gomer knows why, but uh, one of my friends was killed this week. Yeah, and so I've had a really really genuinely awful. Um, and the only thing that has kept me distracted is uh, a new, it's not new, but I have only recently discovered a show um, on YouTube and Twitch called High Rollers. It's one of a, it's like a D&D &D, uh, broadcast like Critical Role, which I've been obsessing over Critical Role for almost a year now. Um, but High Rollers is a really cool show, very much like Critical Role, uh, live D&D &D playing, um, it's, it's a bunch of like really cool, uh, uh British people. Mm -hmm. Um, and the DM was on an episode of critical role. That's how I found out about the show. Hmm. And, um, and the, I'm caught up in the second campaign. So I've been going back and re like watching the first campaign that I had no idea anything about. And I'm absolutely obsessed with it the last couple of weeks. And this week it really, really was emotionally supportive for me. Um, so I just want to give a shout out to two high rollers. Let me see if I can get a, a, a link. I, I don't know if their YouTube is just like youtube.com slash high rollers or whatever. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll make sure it's in the doobly do. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's high rollers D and D you can search on YouTube, which stuff, um, really cool show, really fun, fun, interesting people to watch. If you enjoy dungeons and dragons and want to watch people, other people play dungeons and dragons. It's a really cool show. Check it out. Yeah. And as for me, uh, I've recently, and I, by recently, I would say, say in the last six months or so, while I was still on the road, I found this channel called False Swipe Gaming. 
it's a channel that covers competitive Pokemon formats. Uh, it, they they basically take a look at a particular Pokemon that's popular within the competitive Pokemon scene. So you'll have you'll have more popular Pokemon. You'll see you'll see like your Pikachu's, your Lucario's. Uh, this week, as I'm as we're recording this, they had an episode on Lugia, which is one of the legendaries from Generation Two, and. Uh, as of as of right now, the video was I guess down for a little bit. It might it might be back back up by the time this is live. But they have so many others. If you're interested in competitive Pokemon, false swipe gaming over on YouTube. That link will also be in the doobly doo. It's it's pretty fun. Um, so yeah. Uh, so with that, let's go ahead and head on to our news. because uh, our first one is I, I want to say almost breaking news because I found this right before we started recording. Uh, out of uh, Washington State, of all places, um, an ongoing outbreak of measles, one of the most infectious diseases known to man in Washington State, has prompted the governor to declare a public health emergency. As of Saturday, there were 31 cases in Washington's Clark County, which borders Portland, Oregon. Most of the cases involved children between 1 and 10 years old who had not been vaccinated. Let me repeat that. Most of the cases involved children between 1 and 10 who had not been vaccinated. I think you could tell where I stand on this one. Vaccinate your goddamn children, you motherfuckers, because then you have shit like this happening. Oh. They also they also go on to note that there is one adult case in nearby King County whose largest city is Seattle. I did not know that was where Seattle resided in that particular county, but I don't make it a point to study all of those. Oh, in the Clark County outbreak, uh, people with the virus had visited public places, including healthcare facilities, schools, and churches, as well as Ikea and the Dollar Tree, potentially spreading the virus to others. Yeah, I, I, I skipped over a whole bunch of it, but in short, measles, very infectious. You know, you could sneeze in a room and then somebody else could come in later and they would get it. They could get it from because the virus just hangs around the virus and the droplets. Like, hey, we're out here. We're gonna do this thing. Oh, hey, here's a dude. Whoop, right in there. And if they're not vaccinated, they're likely gonna get it. So, so yeah, this is why you 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 vaccinate your fucking kids. And it even says in the article, measles can be easily prevented with the measles, mumps, rubella vaccine, which children in the U.S. are supposed to get before entering kindergarten. Most everybody who gets the two doses of the vaccine will never contract measles, even if they're exposed. So the vaccine goddamn works. There is no excuse. And don't even, if you're an anti-vaxxer, come in here and be like, well, there's the mercury and the autism. Like Number one, Mercury would no. be trace amounts, not even enough to hurt you if there is mercury in there. I don't remember if there is. I'm going off the top of my head on that one. And number two, if you're worried about your child having autism, what does that say about you? If your child never gets vaccinated and they're autistic anyway. And also, autism isn't a, a disease. Gah! I think, wow, I think, tell us how you really feel, Gomer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, just motherfucker. Vaccinate your fucking kids. I, I don't think and in 2019 we should have to explain herd immunity, but herd immunity. Mm. Guys, come the fuck on. So, like, this has become incredibly relevant to me recently because one of my coworkers was um, just diagnosed with a really terrible, debilitating disease. 
Um, and the only way for them to uh, prevent uh, the further spread of it is by basically killing his immune system. Um, mm. So basically his immune system is working in overdrive and it's um, like, it's, it's like destroying his body slowly. Mm. Um, it's really, it's really awful. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's bad. And um, so they basically have to kill his immune system so that it will work at a lower percentage so that it doesn't destroy his body quite as fast. Yeah. So he was going around every, to every individual in the building going, if you ever get sick, I need to know because I can't be around you. Like, yeah. you know, like his worry now, and this guy's already a germaphobe. Um, God bless. Um, so like if he comes in contact with somebody who's sick, he will have no ability to fight it. And, you know, a common cold could turn out really, really bad. Um, and And I'm like, I've gotten like, repeated cases of bronchitis that can easily turn you know further into pneumonia and that can kill you yeah um, for a guy with no immune system left you know anything could be devastating to him um and even you know even if you can handle getting sick once in a while it's the idea of you know the time off the the possibility of death like it's all really terrible yeah and um and, and it a lot of it like like this these measles cases were completely preventable um there's there's very few circumstances in which somebody doesn't like can't get vaccinated for medical reasons mm -hmm. and medical reasons should be the only reason there's no religious grounds of not getting vaccinations it's really stupid like do you honestly think god is like i don't trust chemicals so please risk everyone's lives yeah just that's God. fucking ridiculous it is it really is just ah uh. and also I, I should also note that washington and oregon they 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 are uh let's see where where did i see this in the article um yeah basically they they uh, the, the, they have, like, opt-outs where it's easier. Well, okay, here it is. Oregon and Washington are more permissive than other states when it comes to allowing parents to opt out of vaccines for reasons that have nothing to do with health. Guys, uh, you know, to kind of to kind of reiterate what Kat said, I am all for freedom of religion. You want to believe what you want, that's fine. The moment that it starts hurting other people... We got to have a talk or at the very least a slap upside the head. And guess what? You not vaccinating your children because God tells you no does. It's going to hurt other people. You deserve a sma massive smack upside the head, at least figuratively. So, yeah, so no, sorry. If you try, if you come at me saying, well, my God says in religious freedom, I'll say no. Other people's well-being trumps your religious freedom at this point. Fuck you. It's just, ah. ah. Your freedom of religion does not supersede children dying. Exactly. Like, really, we shouldn't be having this discussion. We shouldn't, but we have to, because there are people who think that way. Ah. Ah. But we have another story. People still being stupid. I, I say stupid. I don't know if that's the right word. But we'll, we'll figure that out as we go along. But in a maybe not as harmful way. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, out of Boston. Um, or specifically Wareham, Massachusetts. 
Wareham officials are asking local residents to not, among other things, feed seals peanut butter and jelly sandwiches after one of the animals was found ashore Monday, along with a few sandwiches. I'm sure someone came across it and felt bad for it. Gary Buckminster, uh, the director of the town's Department of Natural Resources, told Boston.com, While the intent was nice, they thought he would love a peanut butter and jelly sandwich on his way down the coast. We frown upon it, he said. Uh, Buckminster had responded to a report Monday afternoon of a possibly sick or injured seal at Swift's Beach. Upon arriving, he found a group of worried onlookers surrounding a harp seal that had come ashore. Some were planning to fetch blankets to wrap around the animal, given the freezing temperatures. However, Buckminster said the seal had no visible injuries and appeared in otherwise good health. Harp clubs... Harp seal cubs typically migrate south from the Canadian shores during the winter, making stops along the east coast. They're just trying to rest, Buckminster said. So, it, it's people being concerned, which is good. Um, so, stupid, maybe not stupid, but more ignorant, because I'll be honest, I, you know, I'm, I'm not up on my sealology, or whatever the hell you want to call it. <laughs> oh god, I hope it really is called sealology. That would be awesome. But if I see a seal on, on, on like on like a beach or whatever, I I would probably you know best thing to do is just tell somebody you know tell the authorities say hey there's a seal on the beach you know might want to get whoever is in charge of it bring it you know see what they can do about it if they need to do anything that sort of thing and in this case it's just ah oh, they're just trying to rest it's like yeah so it, it's it's a it's a cute little story um, just people being ignorant. Um, what do you have to say, Kat? God, nothing. I'm just picturing a bunch of steels eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, and it's really goddamn adorable. Yeah. <laughs> no, that honestly would be. Uh, but, but yeah, just, just, just keep in mind, people, you see somebody like that, uh, you know, I say somebody, an animal like that on the beach or whatever, get the, get an authority, you know. Take a picture if you really want to, because it only takes one person to get the authorities. Um, so, you know, it, it, it's just a cute little thing. Uh, speaking of animals, this one is not so cute. And this one in, does involve a stupid person. Uh, in Chat, India. I think I'm saying that right. C-H-H-A-T. Chat. I, I, don't, I don't know. Um, a man was killed by lions after scaling a 20-foot barrier at a zoo and jumping inside the lion enclosure. <laughs> Do we, yeah. The incident happened at the Chab, Chatbir Zoo in India. Authorities saw the man climbing the barrier and tried to talk him into coming down, but he jumped inside the enclosure. Because fucked up holies, apparently. One of the lions saw the man falling and immediately attacked. Another lion joined in the attack. The rescue teams were not able to get to the man until the lions left him alone, and he died from his injuries. Well, no shit. Uh, and they do make a note. The lions involved were uh, Asiatic, Asiatic lions. I think that's how you pronounce it. They are critically endangered, and only about 500 exist in the wild. So not only would they, the reason why they couldn't do anything because those lions were endangered. Not only that, I don't think they wanted to get eaten either, uh, which I don't blame them. But you, you, this is... Another example: Don't jump into why don't don't jump into the enclosures in a zoo. They are closed in there for a reason, for everyone's safety, not just their safety, your safety too. Sorry, if if I see a lion coming after me, I I may as well just shit myself because I'll be dead. 
because I, I ain't stopping that. <laughs> Just sorry, not doing that. So the idea of jumping the fence and getting in there with them. Yeah, lions are big kitties. I love kitties. I ain't about to get in there and try and pet a lion. God, I you know, like, if you want to play with big cats, go work in a big cat sanctuary. But do not jump into pens with animals. No. Just don't. Oh, my God. Um, gosh, Darwin Awards, guys. Yeah. Darwin Awards. Just, uh I mean, I, I just, I would love to know what he thought was going to happen. Especially, okay, uh, I, it doesn't say, oh, no, 20-foot barrier. 20-foot fall. Okay, assuming you don't break anything, you're gonna you're gonna spend a couple of seconds recovering at least. As, again, are assuming we, you don't break anything, that's just enough sure time. The, maybe this guy was, and this is legitimate. Maybe this guy was trying to commit suicide. That is also a possibility, which makes like, it a lot more tragic. Suicide by uh, mauling, and I, and I say this um, because I don't think I've ever heard of anybody doing this, but um, one of my friends and I were talking about how if Jurassic Park was real mm -hmm. and I was dying, yeah. I would 100% be okay with being fed to a dinosaur. <laughs> this is like really fucked up, but, but we came to the conclusion that if like Jurassic Park was real... Mm -hmm. And, and even if it took it, like, if I was, like, 99 years old and I was just ready to go, I'd be like, yeah, sure, I'll be eaten by a dinosaur. Because what a cool way to go, right? Like, yeah. if you have to go, why not get eaten by a dinosaur? So maybe this dude was, like, suicidal and was like, if the fall doesn't kill me, the animals will. This is true. Suicide by Nom. Suicide by Nom. There's the episode title. <laughs> There you go. Oh. <laughs> it's also my first cookbook, Suicide by Nam. It's explaining how I'm going to make real foods. It's going to be great. Oh. Oh, God. So we're going to go back out back out to the Pacific, out, out to Hillsborough, Oregon for this next one. I, I, I'm sensing an animal theme for at least a few of these stories. <laughs> oh, just... And this one is just a whole what the fuckery. Oh, a man was sentenced to 20 months in prison for sexual assault of an animal and unlawful use of a motor vehicle. I, I think the sexual assault of an animal would get more than 20 months, but that's just me. Uh, the investigation started when the Washington County Sheriff's Office le learned that a stable owner had a horse in her barn that had been sexually assaulted. Uh, the woman's daughter, a veterinarian, conducted an examination of the horse and took samples of fluid found inside the animal. So you not only not only did you rape a horse, you raped it bareback. Ew. Ooh, boy. Uh, uh, Kenneth Diak, Duyak, Duyak, Duck, Duckneck. I don't know. Was, Duck Dynasty. Maybe. Uh, was identified as a suspect in the case, and detectives found him at an area Walmart sleeping inside of a stolen car. Uh, Duck Dynasty admitted to going into a stable without permission and touching a horse's tail, but denied any wrongdoing. He agreed to a DNA sample, which was a match to the fluid found inside the horse. Well, there you go. In addition to the 20-month pr prison sentence, uh, Duck Dynasty must undergo two years post-prison supervision and complete sex offender and mental health treatment plans. Okay, so it's not just the prison sentence. He, they, they, he does have longer-reaching consequences because of this, you know. Oh, good. So that is good, but 
in the in the in the file, and if you click on the link, uh, if you go to the Discord and click on the link for it, you, there's a mug shot of this guy with the longest fucking neck, and 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 uh, everybody everybody who's a Steven Universe fan will definitely understand the reference I'm about to make. The dude has yellow diamond levels of neck. Because it was like, holy shit! Like, what the fuck? And and a lot of these stories that that I put on here, I I will share them with Becky first, and 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 sometimes we'll collaborate and we'll come up with things that that would be good to talk about or, or other other things to talk about, or just to share them with her, just to get her reactions on things. She had a quip, and I actually posted this without context on Twitter. And she said, well, no wonder he tried to fuck a horse, because his mom clearly fucked a giraffe. <laughs> oh, that's so mean. <laughs> it is, but you know what? Oh, neck is as long as the face. Like, oh, man, this dude's got a neck. Mm-hmm. Here's a guy that should grow his hair out. Definitely. Just, oh. <sighs> uh, and yeah, it is a little mean, but the guy raped a horse. Fuck him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Do you have anything to add? Uh, no, the the giraffe quote was all I needed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so all right. How many how many of these do we have? Le- oh, oh god. Okay, we've got three left. I'm I'm gonna just kind of, uh, kind of uh, bowl over a couple of these. Uh, first one is is from uh, Vice. About a hacker who hacked into uh, people's Nest home security cameras, uh, and and started talking to them. And the thing is, that's bad enough that you can hack into these things. He just he demanded that his targets subscribe to PewDiePie, and prove it while he watched. Number one, how are you going to enforce that? Or, or, what what are you going to do? Number two, why PewDiePie? He's got millions of subscribers already. Why not? Why not? If you're, if you must do this, if you must hack into camera systems in order to up somebody's YouTube sub count, why PewDiePie? Why not somebody else? You know, I know the D-pad could use a, quite a few more subscribers. Um, you know, just just to name one. Just oh goddamn. And, and I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Yet you know, Nerd to the Third, they're on YouTube. I'm pretty sure they could use the extra subs. Am I right? Well, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. Um, yeah. I don't care if people follow me or not. Um, yeah. But it's, it's this is like the weirdest form of domestic terrorism. Yeah. Absolutely strange. Please don't do this, people. Don't don't look at this and be like, yes. I should do this because this looks like fun. No, don't do this. This is this is terrible. Don't the the lesson you should take away from here is not to do. Yeah, don't don't do any of this. Just no, no. Uh, and right back to Washington again, because of course we have to go back there one more time. Uh, a new bill bane, ba- aims rather to ban dwarf tossing contests at bars and strip clubs clubs across Washington. Number one, I didn't realize those were a thing outside of movies. Number two, what if the dwarfs were okay with it? Because, 
I'm I'm pretty sure a dwarf would have should have a say, I would imagine. I mean, I mean, if the dwarves are okay with it, then why not? But now, if they're being tossed against their will or whatever, or being coerced into it, then yeah, that's that's an obvious issue. But it's if if they're into it, if they want to do it, let them do it. You know, if the dwarves want to do it, I should say. Let me let me clarify on that one. If the dwarves don't want to do it, don't do it. Um, but if they're up for it and they have fun, I don't see why not. Um, and uh, it, but yeah, there there is actually a ban here in Florida on dwarf tossing at establishments where liquor is served. And there's also a similar one in New York, which both the bans came out. Both the bans were uh, put into place in 1989 and 1990, respectively. Which only only at establishments where liquor is served. So does that mean I can go down to the to the city park and and get a whole bunch of dwarves that want to be tossed around and just juggle them all over the place if I want to? Is is, is that a legal thing I can do in Florida? Because I don't think I want to do it, but it would be weird if if it's not a full ban if you're gonna ban it. Still, it's just, yeah. Uh, if the dwarf wants to do it, let them do it. What do you think, Kat? I think dwarf tossing sounds like assault. Yeah. Um, it's like if if we're gonna ban turkey drops in places, we should definitely ban dwarf tossing. Um, if only because our Lord and Savior Gimli, son of Glowin, says no one tosses a dwarf. <laughs> That, that. Um, but I, I don't know why this would even be a thing like you wouldn't toss children you wouldn't toss like a normal sized human person yeah. like you, you could shoot a person out of it in movies I've um and like maybe once at a circus but that's like uh I'm making this choice to do this thing and it's not like there's no fucking betting involved this Oh, what the fuck? Why are we tossing dwarves at all? This is so stupid. Yeah. You wouldn't do... Nobody else would do this. You know, it's like... Uh, you wouldn't say, you know, like... Tall people tossing. Uh, or like an ethnic race tossing. So why is it okay to toss this one certain type of people... When anyone else you would just call it, like, assault? Yeah. Which... that I, I see that side of it as well. Where Where I fall is... If the dwarves themselves are okay with it, then that's on them. But if they're not okay with it, then it it should be individual on an individual basis. I think um, if if they know the risks and they want to participate in it, then that's up to them. Um, because because uh, you know they're 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 human too. You know they they have they have they should have a say. Um, but you know. Uh, I, I I can see I can see I can see I can see all the both the sides on that one. So, uh, but um, but yeah. So this last one. Oh God, I'm willing to bet that at some point, if if this ends up going super viral within the next week, this is going to end up on an episode of Trends Like These, and we're going to have a great, a a great dramatic reading from Courtney Enlow on this one. But before that, we're going to talk about it a little bit. Uh, so, <laughs> now, the funny thing is, dwarf to, to, to 
to, to tie it in with the last story just a little bit, dwarf tossing did originate in Australia, which is where this story is coming out of. Uh, in today's dose of alarming, unpractical, and hilarious viral wedding news, one vegan bride in Australia is getting slammed for not inviting meat-eating family members to her nuptials. Her reasoning? Because they're, quote-unquote, murderers. That's one way to narrow down your guest list. That, I, that was put in there by them, not me. Uh, news.com.au reports that the bride, whose name remains unknown, sought solidarity regarding her troublesome wedding ban in a vegan Facebook group, Vegan Rev Revolution, Tuesday night. In a now-deleted post, the plant enthusiast explained the sitch to fellow herbivores. When your family tries to guilt trip you into letting them come to your fully vegan wedding, even if they're omnivores, she wrote via social media with two laughing crying emojis, just for some context, some family members were told they are not invited to my wedding because we don't want to host murderers. Our wedding is supposed to be one of the happiest days of our lives. Ugh, don't you just hate when people who don't share your dietary principles ruin your wedding? Like, oh my god. The, the oh my god was mine, everything else was there. Ah, but... I can't believe you just tried to pass that off as an Australian. So. I, I don't really do well with Australian female. It's not hard, mate. It's a really easy accent to do. Sorry, I'm just good at it. I'm just giving you <laughs> shit, mate. I'm just giving you shit. Yeah. Well, I am a little bit out of practice, so... Uh, thankfully, Facebook users within the group didn't see eye-to-eye -eye with the carnivore-shaming bride, calling her out on her rather unorthodox reasoning. According to The Sun, one fellow vegan suggested that this actually marks the perfect time to promote delicious plant-based meals. As a vegan, wouldn't this be a prime opportunity to prove that vegan food can be just as delicious as omnivore food anyway? Questioned one commenter. I agree with that. Yeah. I mean, have some vegan, be have some vegan burgers... Or, or vegan steaks or whatever. Or just have salad. You know, salads are fine. I like a salad. I can eat it without meat. That's fine. Uh, rightly so. Some expressed shock over the bride's reference to her relatives as murderers. I un totally understand serving vegan food exclusively. That makes sense. But banning people and calling them murderers is just ridiculous, one commenter wrote. The unexpected backlash eventually prompted the Australia-based bride to pin a lengthy, red, whiny, addendum to her Facebook post, <laughs> giving more backstory into a bit of family drama. They have consistently attacked me and my partner just for being vegan, she said. When I broke the news to them, all I got was attacked because I don't want the weight of having people that still kill animals, the very beings we are trying to protect, at my wedding on my conscience. I may have done better on that one, I don't know. The sulky bride-to-be further defended her choice. I have defended, I have tried to educate these people for more than two years with no result, so I'm not putting up with it at my wedding. The rant concluded with, I'm sorry if that makes me rude or a bitch because I'm not compromising the ethics that I share with everyone here. We're still not seeing validation for pigeonholing your family as murderers, but okay. Uh, there's no word on whether, <laughs> no word on whether the Facebook poster has had a change of heart after garnering so much attention, but something tells us she's pretty set on her no carnivores allowed nuptials. But unless there's an RSVP option requesting the people to state their usual diets, this Aussie may have an unrealistic shot of prohibiting every meat eater from the wedding. Uh, best of luck. And I wish there was like the whole, I wish somebody had a screen cap of the whole post. Oh, that that would be so amazing to 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 um, 
to to give a dramatic reading to because oh god that has got to be so beautiful <laughs> oh man imagine caring so little about your family that it's more important to you you know to to not eat meat than it is to show your family that you care about them like i get like oh you don't want these people to come like a couple of they were mean to you mm-hmm. but like to just be like yeah no person who eats meat is allowed to come to my wedding because that makes you a murderer which is just not fucking true yeah. imagine that level of like fucked up priorities definitely it's like- i also think weddings are stupidly expensive and kind of dumb um and have no plans to ever get married so i'm kind of like yeah whatever about weddings to begin with but yeah you know weddings should you should do something that makes you happy and if ostracizing every person in her family who isn't fucking vegan i mean at least she'll save money because no one will go there you go she don't have to spend the money if no you know you can't spend money if nobody comes to the wedding exactly mm. yeah they have that 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 you know forehead tapping gif or whatever oh but just goddamn people it, it's it's a wedding i know it's supposed to be the greatest day of your life blah 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 you know, some people have it more than once, but uh, just you, you, t- you take ladies take lady, you're taking it way too seriously. To that, what's funny is that this is the exact behavior that vegans um, get shit all over for, mm-hmm. because you can be vegan for health reasons, and that's oh, yeah. fine. But it's what what kills people and turns people off from veganism, and you know, it, it is that reputation of the holier-than-thou attitude about your diet. Like, you're making a choice, um, and and you have to respect that other people don't want to make that same choice. And this is why people shit all over vegans, because there's people like this. Not because vegans are inherently bad or that the system is inherently flawed. It's because of holier-than-thou bitches like that. Yeah. Oh, so that that is going to be it for our show. A little bit longer than the last one, but you know, I figured we're, we're making up for it. Definitely, I, I'll own that one. Nah, it's all right. We we had a shorter than average show last time. This time is a little longer. Balances out a little bit. I t- typically want to try and keep it to an hour, whenever possible. But yeah, that happens sometimes. Sometimes the flow is just there. Uh, uh. But before we do, uh, before we do, uh, uh pull out of here i do want to mention again uh, i mentioned it last week i'm gonna mention again this week we are over on anchor which also puts puts the show out onto pretty much every podcast app it can which includes spotify it includes uh itunes etc i think even stitcher is among them um and it's all under it's it's not just one show that's going to be up on this particular uh feed but it's going to be all the podcasts that i produce so, and that's under the RTG Podcast Network, which, yeah, I know, very original name, I know. But that's what you look up if you want to find it on Anchor, or just look in the doobly-doo if you're not already listening to it on Anchor or following me on social media. But um, but you can follow the show on any of the uh, social media, I say social media, uh, you know, podcast app of choice. There we go. Um, and with that, also, there was a uh, there was also a bonus episode that I put up this week, because... I've updated my Patreon to the point to where uh, yeah, I, I am wording so well right now. Uh, 
but I've updated it to the point to where if you support me at the $5 level, you get access to the pre-2010 run of Thespian Talk, like the very, very, very first episodes before I had any kind of guests on or what have you. And the first episode is up there on the feed with a little bit of an intro. And I took like a few seconds of a listen to that episode while I was editing it and getting it put up. And I'm like, oh my God, the audio quality is so shit. Oh, <laughs> Uh, and it was a more complica- complicated setup, too. That's the problem. Oh, my God. Oh. But, you know, you, you know, you grow. And I'm I'm also going to start this week, I'm going to start putting the older episodes of this, this current run where we're on now, uh, starting with the uh, episode with Mars Girl and uh, doing that until we're caught up. So there's like 189 other episodes. <laughs> to put up on the thing but those will go up like weekly or bi-weekly or whatever and i put them up there partially for archival purposes and partially so you guys can see you know just just how far the show has come you know basically showing the roots showing the path that sort of thing and we can look back and say oh my god what the fuck was he thinking because <laughs> i remember getting an i remember getting a uh, a comment on uh, the uh, fourth episode when, when we had Obscurus Lupa on. And somebody noted, yeah, you, you, she was sounding very uncomfortable. And, and it, it's, it escaped me at the time. But, you know, so, you know, listen back and it's like, yeah, yeah. I, I hope that I've gotten better about that since then. Uh, but just goddamn. Uh, speaking we're, of yes, we're I'm, all shitty podcasters at first. Now we're only mediocre, but we have grown. Yes, <laughs> definitely. Uh, so, so yeah, those those will be coming up. I'm depending on which day they're going to be coming out, but I'll, I'll 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 figure that out by the time this is up. Um, which also means more content just for everybody and for everybody else to get caught up. Um, but yeah, I think that's the last bit there that I can think of right now. Um, Kat, if we wanted to find you on the internet, where could we find you? You can find me on the social medias on Twitter at LabyrinthCat and Facebook.com slash NerdistCat. And if you want to check out my other shows, I do a show called um, uh, um, um, What the Fuck with Josh Hadley. I, I 100% blank literally every I have the show. Uh, because I, I'm always on that show having to plug my other shows, so I cannot plug it to save my life. Um, again, 1201beyond.com, What the Fuck, with Josh Hadley. And then my other show is Nerd to the Third Power. Um, we should be coming back back from our Christmas break soonish, I think. But if you want to catch up any of our old episodes, uh, then you can do that over on YouTube and iTunes. And that's all I've got. Sweet. And if you want to find me on the social medias, you can follow me on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, YouTube, at Gomer21XX. Uh, if you follow me on Instagram, it's going to mostly be Pokemon stuff, just a fair warning. Um, <laughs> uh, you can also find me on the Facebook page at Gomer the Ranting Thespian. Just, just hit the like there. You can also find my other stuff when I'm able to do it uh, going up on rtgomer.com. Um I'm getting back into the swing of things, so hopefully I'll be able to put out more than just podcast content. And even if it's just podcast content, that's fine too because um, just a little note, Anchor does allow you to monetize your podcasts immediately, just saying. <clears throat> so uh, we have that. And, uh, oh, God, what else am I forgetting? Am I forgetting anything? 
I don't think I am because I've already mentioned that this show is up on all your favorite podcast apps. And as I mentioned before, I do have a Patreon, patreon.com slash gomer21xx. And, of course, the artwork is done by the beautiful and talented Becky Hopkins, who could be found at becky-hopkins.com for all links to her webcomic. I believe her Patreon link is there as well if you want to toss money her way and maybe get a commission. Who knows? She does good work. Oh, so with that being said, thank you guys so much for listening with to this longer than average episode. Hopefully next week we can get a little bit more of a balance put in there, but you know how things go sometimes. So with that said, thank you guys again for listening. And until next time, this is Gomer the Ranting Thespian with the cat signing off.